Welcome to Folklore Friday. A werewolf can be killed only with a silver bullet. Because I'm the chosen one and there are vampires? You are the boy who lived. You made us what we are, didn't you? You in danger, girl. Magic. Witches aren't real. Once the world was full of wonders, but it belongs to humans now. I myself am strange and unusual. And now time for some everyday folklore. Hello, my little strangelings. How was your Halloween? Did you see the full moon? Because it was the first full moon on Halloween night in 76 years. Ah, that is insane. It was beautiful. It made me wish I had big, beautiful windows where I could just bask in its light. (sighs) But I don't. So instead, me and my husband went outside in our PJs to take a quick gander. For today's Everyday Folklore, I will be talking about lore surrounding silver. Silver was considered a mystical element in folklore, and thus its properties became reality in fiction. The metal can do many things, from channel magic, and is harmful to supernatural or evil creatures. But where did this belief come from? Remember how I talked about the infamous 30 pieces of silver and how they have a lot of lore surrounding them? Well, we're going to touch on that today. One of the theories that silver is harmful to supernatural or evil creatures comes from the story of Judas Iscariot's betrayal of Jesus Christ. The story goes that Judas Iscariot, an apostle of Christ, received 30 pieces of silver after giving up Jesus's location. After the crucifixion, Judas realized what he had done. In the New Testament, the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verses 3 through 5, it reads, Then Judas, who had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And he cast down the 30 pieces of silver in the temple and departed. And he went and hanged himself. But is that all that happened? Some say that Judas was punished for his sins against the Messiah, and the condemnation that was referenced in the scripture may have been a fate worse than death. 
The story of Judas Iscariot was revisited in 843 AD when a Catholic monk by the name of Aed penned the book of Agalon. And mind you, this is not in the Bible. I'm saying this so that I don't have any of the many religions that use the Bible come after me for blasphemy. It's folklore, guys. Come on, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> in the book of Agilon, he recorded Judas's fate after the scene in Matthew. Aed writes that God punished Judas by restoring his life after his suicide, and he cursed him to wander the earth in fear of sunlight without the comfort of death until the end of time. God made his body intolerant of food, water, and wine. The only thing he craved was human blood. This was a reminder of the innocent blood that was spilt because of his betrayal. Although he could not die like other mortals, he still had weaknesses. As further punishment of his sins, the sight of the cross made him weak and sick. And silver made his skin burn and could end his wretched existence, but not by his own hand. Some believe that Aed recorded stories that had filtered through different communities, and he felt called by God to record them. But what about the scripture? It said that Judas repented. And if he repented, was he forgiven? Who's to say that forgiveness and punishment can't exist simultaneously? There are a few theories and legends of how the first vampire came to be. Some say it is Lilith, or an Egyptian creature that lived thousands of years before we recorded any type of history. But the story of Judas has such an effect that the belief that silver is dangerous to supernatural creatures spreads across many cultures. A popular folkloric belief is that silver is harmful not only to vampires, but werewolves and witches. Silver is believed to this day to forever be on the side of goodness and purity. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Oh my goodness. Hello again, my little strangelings. And this episode, we're just going to talk about the stuff that we've watched for this Halloween season because hello, 2020 is the worst. That's my dog eating a treat, if you can hear it. And so here's what we watched because there's not like a lot to do. But here, here's something that we did to keep kind of festive alive. Okay, so here's some of the stuff that I watched without Chris. Practical Magic. Have you seen or heard of that movie? Sandra Bullock. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm aware of that one. Mm -hmm. It was the curse, wasn't it? He died because I loved him so much. Oh, my poor little girl. You want him back. You brought him into my life. Now I want you to bring him back. Bring him back. 
I have never asked you for anything. I've never asked you for spells, but do this. I know you can, I know you can bring no, him back. Dear. We won't do that. Even if we did bring him back, it wouldn't be Michael. It would be something else, something dark and unnatural. I don't care what he comes back as, as long as he comes back. Please do this for me. Please. 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 Mm-hmm. great hair Nicole Kidman has even better hair oh it's so good I love it gotta do a full review on that was it our joined hands that finally lifted Maria's curse I'd like to think so there's some things though I know for certain always throw spilled salt over your left shoulder keep rosemary by your garden gate plant lavender for luck and fall in love whenever you can Now, do you like Hocus Pocus? I also watch Hocus Pocus. I do like Hocus Pocus. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's very fun. Twist the bones and bend the back. Here to decapitate American mystic. Trim him of his baby back. Here to decapitate American mystic. And give him fur black as black. Just like this. Watch that. It's probably due for a remake, I I feel. What they're going to do is make a sequel. Oh, all right. Yeah. And the three main characters have already agreed. Um, Three main actors, you know, the the witches. And coincidentally, I just finished the audio book, which is Hocus Pocus, the sequel. And I can tell you that it's Max and what's her face? He likes your yabos. He loves them. Kiss me. I'm Allison. Okay, Allison. Oh. I had to get there. Yeah, that's a good way to get there. <laughs> so Max and Allison have a daughter named Poppy. And Poppy wakes up the witches with the Ouija board. So they're back. And it's kind of cool. So And so far, all the actors have agreed. And um, oh, it's not Christina Ricci, but what's her name? Thora Birch or something. No idea. Okay. So the girl that plays Danny is has agreed to come back too. So yeah, do for do for a sequel. And I think that would be pretty fantastic. Now you remember before Christmas. I watched that. I loved it. I had a song stuck in my head for like a week. And are you, you're not a fan of that. Movie. I do not like that movie. <gasps> Why? I ju- I don't really care for it that much. I don't think it's terrible. I think people are fine to watch it. I just don't enjoy watching it myself that much. Okay. Well, I I adored it. I think it would make an amazing musical. I mean, Beetlejuice became like a stage production musical. How come The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, Shrek did too. Yeah. You know, and I think I think it's because it's a holiday movie. So did Ash versus the Evil Dead as a musical. The songs in The Nightmare Before Christmas are phenomenal. Since I am dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. No animal, no man can scream like I can with the fury of my recitations. If they only understood, he'd give it all up if he 
love, I've like fantasized about this since I was a child because I'm a theater nerd. I even wrote this whole thing up in my theater class once, like why this would make an amazing musical and I got an A, so. I also, the show, which is, oh my gosh, it's a guilty pleasure because it's on Hallmark, which means it's super G-rated and nothing bad happens. Not really. I mean, like people die, but there's always this like gloss over period where it's like, it's been five years and, you know, I'm learning how to get along. The Good Witch. I watched all the Halloween episodes of The Good Witch. Previously on Good Witch. Halloween has always been the most exciting day in Middleton. And it all got started 150 years ago with a man named Cotton Perrywood. It's the Perrywood prophecy. Those bats? Yes, they are. I want everyone to watch out for anything odd. <laughs> Every time I watch, I watch The Good Witch a lot at night because it's so chill, but you like to make fun of that show. She's barely a witch. <laughs> That's why I, I think it's funny. And she's the good. She, I. She's not a witch. I think at all. I even asked you what a time when she used her powers and you had a, you struggled to think of one. It's just a like. Um, well, she like always a, knows who walks in the room. Without it's like a seeing drama them. about this particular lady. Who I mean, and it all seems fine around that, but she's barely doing witch stuff. Well, she just has like incredibly good intuition and. She'll say things like, oh, can you drop this off at the post office for me? And then whoever she asks to Lots drop off. Lots of people off, say stuff like that. But <laughs> let, me, let me finish, my love. Uh-huh. So, and then when said individual gets to the post office, there's this other person there that they've had this falling out with and they haven't. And because she asked them to go to the post office, they met up with their son or their whatever. And they're like, oh. Cassie asked me to come here. That Cassie. And it's like, and uh-huh. so things like that happen. It's very cool. Okay. But it's still very hallmark. The good. <laughs> the good witch. Therapist. The what? Good th- <laughs> witch. I also watched What Lies Beneath. There's a ghost in my house. Any idea who she is? Maybe. But I'd rather not say just yet. Fine. So what do you think I should do? Try to contact her. Communicate with her somehow. Find out what she wants. Oh, what do you want me to do? Go out and buy a Ouija board? Which is still great. Great movie. It's so good. I watched that with Cecily. She had never seen it. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty used to analyzing movies now. But every time I watch it for a movie to analyze it, I always watch it for fun the first time. And I just enjoy it the second time is when i analyze it but cecily was like analyzing it out loud she was like man look at the symbolism in this and i was like "Uh uh-huh and i had no idea what she meant and she said her outfit's white and she's good his outfit's dark because he's bad and i was like oh yeah that's cool (laughs) (laughs) she's just saying stuff out loud okay and the last weekend of september we watched casper You shouldn't do that. Too late. 
Which I remember I was making a list of ghost movies and I was like, can we watch it now? And you were like, you want to watch it now? I was like, yeah, why not? Casper's good. I do like Casper. It's so, I, I think... 1995 95. that that came out. Only about 25 years ago. That's insane. But it also is so familiar because once it came out, it was something that I, I continuously watched. I would watch it over and over again. And that Christina Ricci, she shows up in a few of our Halloween movie lists. Um, that house that they made is spectacular. I always said that that was my dream home was Whipstaff, <laughs> Whipstaff Manor in Maine. <laughs> so good. We watched Casper and it was amazing. Love Bill Pullman, wish he was my dad. Ugh. <gasps> and as a total stark contrast from Casper, we watched Crimson Peak. And, and that was the first time I've ever seen that movie was when we watched it. Same. Ghosts are real. That much I know. We got that as a recommendation from our friend Cecily, who's been on the podcast. I love Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, me too. He's always awesome. I like Tom Hiddleston and Jessica Chastain. Chastain. I'm not sure if I said that. And I didn't know her name before, but Mia... Wasakawaska? Mia Mike Wazowski. Yeah, I'm not sure how to say that. I like all those actors. But this movie. That one was intense. Freaky, creep, freaking creepy. Oh, oh. It was yeah. so creepy. I like them so much. I like those actors, but they. I still enjoyed the movie. I thought it was still really good. It just kind of had some cringy parts. Yeah, spoiler alert. 30 second fast forward if you don't want to hear this. There's some incest, and I just was like, Ugh. incest. Bleh. Sister. Bleh. Because I love, you know, Tom Hiddleston. I love Loki, and I felt like I couldn't love him after this. Edith, this is my sister. So I really do love those actors, and they played it really well, but it was so convincing that I was I was super creeped out at the incident. But it was still a fantastic movie. Great set, great everything. But her, my only complaint is her costume, the main character. She, she had these freaking sleeves that were just gigantic. Way, it was distracting. Yeah, well, super puffy and stuff, right? Yeah, just they were just like puffy these big, shoulders and everything. And I think so. She goes away and marries this man, goes to this creepy mansion, and they call it Crimson Peak. But it was just like I think they were trying to make her look innocent, but instead it just looked like mm, strange. But it was really good. This is your home now. And on the horror movie front... Well, Guillermo del Toro directed that one. So mm -hmm. that, that played into a lot of that sort of... The look of it and stuff. He's got a style. He's got a super like dark, exaggerated style. Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Shade of Water. Is it the shade? Color? Shade Hellboy 2. Mm -hmm. What's that another one? There's another one. Shape of Water. Shape? 
Yes. That's mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth. It's like the best example when I think of him. But we also watched uh, as a classic Halloween movie. I've never seen it. Halloween. Yeah. The 1978 one with Jamie Lee Curtis. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys some. I'm a big chicken when it comes to movies. I'm I'm pretty but seeing that this was made in the 70s, I was like I mean, I'm ready. I can it's do this. It's <laughs> been quite a while since I watched that and it was not as scary as I remember it. <laughs> it wasn't at that all. scary. I imagine the ones as as the years go by, I imagine it gets more scary and it grows with the times. I hope so. Haven't you seen him? I have, but it's been a while. I don't know that I remember all of them. I just kind of remember Michael Myers being a creepy guy in his white mask. It's, yeah, it's generally creepy in his jumpsuit and white mask, big knife. Yeah. I mean, I do know that it kind of changed, changes the perspective, not changes, but it was cool. I've heard, I've heard said that it's cool that Jamie Lee Curtis continues to overcome him, I guess. So I was excited to see this like really powerful character and then, she was, and I thought you were going to cough. And then I was kind of unsatisfied. Yeah, she fought back, but there was a lot of, uh, no. She gets better at fighting no. back in the later ones. She, yeah, <laughs> she works a lot harder at it. Well, that's good, because I've heard reviews of them. And so now I just I want to see Jamie Lee Curtis kick some butt. That's what I want. We also watched Sleepy Hollow, and you were excited about that. The stride is gigantic. You attack a road Masbeth down. Turned his horse. Came back. Came back to clean the head. I love Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is like a perfect Halloween movie to rewatch. And, and it, I thought it held up really well again, watching it again. And. It's just a really fun Johnny Depp is great in that as that character and uh, you get all of these it's set into this sort of time that's really doesn't have to hold to a particular thing like Halloween is is you know set in that era and it 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 shows but then you know Sleepy Hollow is already set in the past so it's just kind of creating this this old recreating this old story that you get to watch yeah, and it, excuse, that's our dog eating. We can't really do anything about that. But yeah, it has that. Tim Burton is is a great director for those types of movies. And there's just something about that time era that makes me think Halloween. Just you can't, you know, I don't know, like technology ain't around. So superstitions are probably going wild. Medical knowledge is down. And so I just feel like it's not really Halloween until I watch some kind of movie from that time period. And that always kind of like satisfies that craving, I guess. And then, I mean, with the music of Danny Elfman in it, that Tim Burton always uses, it just sets the tone perfectly. 
So if you've not seen that, you definitely should. And it is a bit of an older one, 1999, but it, it holds up. Yeah. Well, and if you haven't seen it, why the hell not? Like if you're listening yeah, to this podcast, that movie is awesome. And you know what? Christina Ricci looks good as a blonde. Sometimes brunettes can't get away with it. But that was the first time I was watching. It. I was like, you know, she can pull that off. <laughs> we also watched The Craft. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. We can make things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. They're trying to use magic against me. I don't understand. They killed people. And I tried to do a binding and it didn't work. And now it's like they're everywhere. I turn. They're all around me. In the old days, if a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her. Right, the 1996, the craft with the witches, the four high school witches mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. finally find their fourth, actually. And then they learn how to become more and more powerful. But then it all gets out of hand because one of them's a lunatic. Oh, my gosh. She's so crazy. And I remember I used to want to see this when I was like 13. Uh, I just I don't know exactly how old I was, but I was like, I want to see that. I saw a trailer and my mom, she really, my, my parents really never kind of monitored what we watched, but every now and then she would just come out and say, "Mm, no, don't watch that. And it was these random things. One was the Simpsons. She was like, she just hated the Simpsons. That one's weird. I know. Cause she always had court TV on and these like crazy murder cases were always on. And she was always watching these murder mysteries. And so, you know, I saw some nasty movies, but every now and then she'd come out and The Craft was one of them. She wouldn't let me watch Spice World and she wouldn't let me watch The Craft. Spice World, I get. <laughs> I was so mad. I had seen American Beauty and all these other yeah, things that I shouldn't no. have been watching when I was 13. <laughs> Spice World will give you bad ideas. But The Craft the and craft Spice and World. Spice World. You don't want to learn about <laughs> empowered women, okay? No, instead you want to, instead, actually, I don't think she knew that I saw American Beauty. I think my sister just (laughs) rented it. Yeah. So instead of watching Empowered Women, I was watching that. (laughs) It's fun. It's a good movie. And it actually kind of the style of the time that it was made is kind of back in. So it's almost like nothing has changed other than them not having phones really or anything, but. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of odd watching it because I had the same thought is kids younger than us, like in their early 20s and whatnot, are the 90s are back. And it's so it's so strange. And so it felt odd kind of watching it. But it still held up. It was so good because it doesn't really lean heavily on kind of like pop culture. It's just all about the story. Teenage angst, things going on at high school, problems at home. So that was that was pretty good. And we also watched High Spirits, which came out before I was born, 88. And you had never seen that. No, I had not. That was very fun, that that one. I liked that a lot, actually. These brave Americans have traveled all the way to Europe to visit a genuine haunted castle. Disappointed. Ah, this is the most pitiful supernatural sham that I've ever encountered. We'll get better. 
God, it's, it's one of my favorites. Back when um, video stores were a thing, I used to rent it continuously. I don't know why my mom just didn't buy a movie after I rented it like five times in a row. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it's, it's yeah, it's like, it's, it's a comedy. Liam Neeson in it. Oh, a young a very Liam. very young Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> his name isn't even high on the list, so you can tell he was kind of getting up there in his career but he definitely wasn't one of the first names listed which is kind of interesting but it's this it's a bunch of different people a group of people they go to this hotel this this hotel that's this castle in i think i think it's like scotland and they decide that they're gonna um fake that the castle is being haunted in order to save it because they're about to lose it <laughs> but then it ends up really being haunted and it's it's just like a really good funny ghost movie that's hilarious and it's even fun that it was in the 90s or in the 80s and in scotland and some fun like practical effects that they put into it that were really working i thought yeah yeah me too i thought it was really really i wasn't like oh the cgi work is great i was just sucked into the story it was fun Another one that we watched is, is this is the most recent one came out in 2020 uh, like this month is Hubie Halloween, which is an Adam Sandler one. There's something off in this town. Mr. Lambert? Mr. Is that you? Oh, no. Salem needs me. When you're what are you going to do, Mr. Dubois? We're going to do every house over 31st. Make sure every CDC is protected. No one in Shalem is safe tonight. There. I suggest we cancel Halloween immediately. We ain't canceling a damn thing. <laughs> you're the best person I know. That's why you're a hero. that just came out on Netflix. And that was actually pretty fun. It had a lot of pretty kooky parts and uh, it, it was a bit corny at times, to be <laughs> honest. Um, yeah. But it was still, it, it was entertaining. It was fun to watch and entertaining. And yeah, had a lot of interesting kooky parts. And if you're an Adam Sandler fan, he was basically playing Waterboy. Yeah. Like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> But it's always good to see like an Adam Sandler movie because you're like, oh, there's that one guy. There's, you know, he has his crew. Yeah, he has his crew in there. So that was, that was fun. And his kids were in it and they, they played, like he ended up playing their stepdad eventually. So that was kind of, that was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. We watched Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. So classic. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, help them, please. Sure, I can help. Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Dun, 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 dun. That's a great one. I love. I mean, if you missed out on watching Beetlejuice, then get around to it. Where were you? <laughs> I mean, it came out in 1988, but it was so wildly popular that mm -hmm. I, yeah. And if you're, I don't know, part of my, my younger audience, you know, and you're like 20 or 19 and you haven't seen it, it's a freaking classic. See it. It's, oh, 
Like, there's not even anything more I can say about it. It's just so fun. And Michael Keaton is brilliant. And, and, and Alec Baldwin is awesome. What's her name? Gina Davis. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun and imaginative. I don't know how you could not like Beetlejuice. If somebody doesn't like Beetlejuice, I'm probably not going to get along with them. Let's be real. Well, I read through that handbook for the recently deceased. It says, live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. You look like a regular girl to me. And we also watched all of the Poltergeist movies. The determination as to whether your home is haunted is is not very easy. What I meant to say was it might very well be a poltergeist intrusion instead of a classic haunting. Wait, is there only three? Poltergeist 1, 2, and 3. Not 100%. Well, there are three that I know of for sure. We watched 1 through 3. And then a remake. You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies, and you only moved the headstones! You only moved the headstones! Lie! Lie! Oh, yeah, the remake. I haven't seen the remake. I'm going totally old school. I got a lot to catch up on. I loved it. I was shocked. I was shocked that I had never seen, especially the first one, because it was awesome. I really, really liked it. And one thing that I really liked is the parents, especially in the first and the second one, because it's the same family. They just had this cute relationship. They were still flirty with each other. And I just really, I really liked that. Well, listen, why don't we just dig the pool close to the house and let the kids jump off the roof? Honey, the three meter board is like an air pocket, sweetheart. And you dive off, it's like free falling, okay? You gotta get your position. I'm just feet in position. Then Let I me can, see your tuck. <laughs> we can jackknife into the swan. <laughs> Twist, turn, and splash. No, no. <laughs> oh, God, I love it when he talks dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so much closer. Hey, partner. Hi, honey. Is everything okay? Um, it was it was a good balance. I think in any scary movie, you have to have like a contrast of of ideal life and and how like what you're scared to lose these happy moments. And that's I, in my opinion, I think that's what makes a good scary movie. Because if it's like a miserable family and then they're being haunted, you're like, well, their life already sucked. And so. <laughs> 1982 on that one. Yeah. Poltergeist. And then 86 for the second one and 88 for the third one. Mm-hmm. And the first one is usually the best and it is in this case. And I thought the second one was okay. I kind of, I liked the antagonist. I liked the, that, that character itself, but the whole story in itself was a bit convoluted. And then the third one was still a little bit in that realm. They focused in on it a little bit more, but I did, I do like the, the scary things they do and the effects that they put into the third one. I thought all of that was super interesting. That's what pulls me into the third one. Yeah, I I would agree with Chris. The storyline I felt like in the second one, they kept trying to explain to you what was happening rather than just have 
fun watching something scary happen. But in the third one, I wasn't distracted by the story at all because they just jumped right in. And all of these special effects they did were really kind of interesting for the time. And Chris pointed them out. They have these reflections. If you haven't seen it, I mean, come on, where, where, where were you? In the, in the mirror where you look in the mirror and then you can see these ghosts and things. And I just, I just was watching it and thought, oh, that's cool. They did really good. And then Chris pointed out, you know, that's not a reflection, don't you? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> A little bit of trivia here for you. In Poltergeist 3, they say Carol Ann's name 121 times. Yeah, I thought they said her name too much. Carol Ann, are you there, Carol Ann? Carol Ann, where are you? 121 times <laughs> they say her name. Okay, so it wasn't just me. That's a, no, that's a no, lot. No, it's a lot. They say it a lot and they repeat it a lot. Carol Ann. 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 Please, not you too. Yeah. I mean, she's the main character and she's uh, some sort of spiritual power, but yeah. Damn. And in the bad guy says it a lot. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. Sorry, I just got into it there for a second. But very good. Oh, and I, I was feeling so nostalgic about old 90s movies that we watched I know what you did last summer and I I hadn't seen the first one I think I'd seen bits and pieces of it but man it's good I liked it so much don't you see he's got us now okay this is exactly what he wants we can't go to the police not now he's made sure of that he's just out there and he's watching us and waiting what are you waiting for huh what are you waiting for yeah that's a fun movie it's like in that time when you know i know what you did last summer and scream and uh, what's one more i feel like i'm missing but those types of movies yeah. those sort of teen horror, Final destination? horror thriller is, uh, is that later esque but yeah. you know that's the slasher films with that more, more updated teen movies were really hitting it hard happy fourth of july julie I know all about accidents. And let me give you some advice. When you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. You know what I realized? Okay, so when we when we were watching I Know What You Did Last Summer and I still know what you did last summer. So when I was younger, I just wanted to be like my sister and she was a teenager and I wanted to do what she was doing and I wanted to be cool enough and brave enough to watch that movie. And so that's why I had only seen pieces of it. But Chris is the same age as my older sister. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that like while we were watching it, I was like, oh, so you've probably seen this like all the way through because you were old enough to handle it. Yes. <laughs> so it was just kind of fun to experience it because... I was watching the first time. I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally old enough to watch this. <laughs> no, I was probably old enough. Long time ago. No, very long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. I'm 31. And I think I just, how oh, I have a girl crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Not just so much a girl crush. I just wish I looked like her. I, I just, had a guy crush on her. A guy? <laughs> you did? Yeah. She's gorgeous. Well, yeah, she's very good looking. She she's fun. I, I hope she's but still I'm very, very happy with who I ended up with. Oh, thank you. Something awesome that Chris does 
is when we're watching a movie and there's a particularly attractive female, especially if they like, oh, look at this girl. And whenever it's like a blonde, <laughs> I'll always go, eh, I don't see it. <laughs> it does wonders for my confidence. And anytime there's a, like a brunette girl, he'll go, well, she's pretty. He's like, because she looks like you. <laughs> mm-hmm. My brunette beauty over here. <laughs> Uh, keeps our marriage strong guys what do i do for you do i do anything for you you just have to sit there that's what does it for me (laughs) no i mean to boost your confidence i seem to grab your butt a lot oh my goodness i just i don't know (laughs) (laughs) tmi for everyone oh it's fine (laughs) well I hope you had fun listening to our, our Halloween list. And what was the some of the TV shows or the movies that you watched? Please comment. Let me know. Every Friday, I am available to respond to your comments on Instagram. We still got to run the gamut of the Scream movies. Scream 1, 2, 3, 4. I think maybe there's even there's a f- four? five of them, maybe. Oh my gosh, I've only seen the first one. Really? Oh. Yeah. Remember, I was a child in the 90s. That's right. We need to do the Scream movies. Okay, cool. All right. We got a plan. We're going to go do that. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me, my love. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.